Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. There is a fascinating piece in uh, the latest edition of the Bay Observer. Uh, labor turmoil in local NDP constituency offices. Now, i got to tell you, a, a few folks in the media I've talked to have heard rumblings about this over the last number of months, but uh, it took the Bay Observer's investigative reporter to actually dig into this and get some rather startling numbers, really. John Best is the publisher of the Bay Observer. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. John, how are you doing this morning? Doing well, Bill. Uh, you must be getting an awful lot of feedback on this. This is a, a rather troubling story when you talk about, as you mentioned in the first part of the uh, the article in the uh, the Bay Observer, uh, if you were to play word association and ask anybody, uh, okay, which political party stands up for workers' rights and to make sure that the environment is great, you'd, uh, probably a lot of people would say, well, the NDP is the party of the working person. Uh, well, that that may be their idea, but uh, the stuff that you put in this piece today and the stuff that you've discovered as you were looking into this paint a much different picture. Yeah, it. it uh, to be honest, I was I was surprised. Uh, I I got a. Uh, a tip that there was something going on, and initially, uh, when I was looking into this matter, I, I thought it was one office. Uh, but very quickly, I found out that there were elements of this problem in all three of the local NDP offices. And uh, you know, and and I want to say that I, having gone there, I I suspect that if one had the time and the the resources to to make a more thorough examination. I, I suspect this problem is not an NDP problem at the end of the day, but it certainly is here in Hamilton. Well, they're the ones that are talking. I'm the, not the the MPPs themselves, but certainly the people that worked in those offices. What did you find out, John? Well, it was just a, an overriding. Uh, I, I guess the the most surprising thing was just the sheer turnover. So we're talking three offices uh, who typically have two full time people. So there are three two-person offices, if you will, uh, and between them, somewhere in the area of 11 or 12 terminations, either quit, uh, fired, uh, gone on stress leave, uh, uh, just an unbelievable turnover uh, for, um, you know, for three small offices, and I, I just couldn't believe it. And the problem, uh, one of the problems, there's all kinds of problems, but... Uh, one of the problems is that uh, under their union agreement, uh, if they are fired, uh, the, the union agreement says they stay on the payroll uh, until the matter is arbitrated. So we, we had at least two instances of people uh, being paid to stay home for incredible lengths of time. Uh, the one person that would go on the record about it was Todd White, who happens to be the chair of our Board of yeah, Education. Yeah, Todd's on the show a lot, is, of course, with his other hat as, as chairman of the, the Hamilton Board of Education. But I don't know if too many people knew that he actually worked as a, with Paul Miller's constituency office, wasn't it? No, uh, I certainly didn't know. But, you know, his story is that last June uh, there were three departures from that office. Uh, I think one was the Toronto... The, the, the MPPs are allowed three staff or allowed enough money to hire three staff. Uh, one typically works at Queen's Park uh, in, the, in the member's office there, and the other two handle the constituency office. Three departures in June of last year, including White. Uh, and uh, he said, here's what I can tell you. I am still on the payroll. I have not been in the office since last June. And if you want any more information, you'll have to ask the member. So there's one, and I think at Andrea Horvath's office, uh, there's a, there was an actual uh, labor arbitration document that was filed that seemed to indicate that in her case, uh, 
a former staffer, Geraldine McMullen, uh, had been terminated in 2012 and as of 2014 was still on the payroll uh, as the matter was being, uh, I guess, dragging on. And, and in that instance, Horvath's office actually grieved the union uh, to stop the payments because it was alleged that the the uh, person in question had now taken another full-time job. So just by that description, John, it sounds as if there's a glitch in, in, in maybe in the legislation, I guess. And, and I understand how union contracts can be, and, and it's, it's not unique to, to this particular situation. But it sounds as if uh, there's a problem. Maybe these things are taking too long. Maybe this idea that they stay on the payroll no matter what. Uh, but uh, as you pointed out in the piece, even if that is the case, and you mentioned about the uh, the former employee in, in uh, Andrea Horvath's office that's still being well, was being paid after 17 months, and uh, and Todd White's circumstance in Miller's office still being paid, uh, it doesn't come out of their budget. Once they're let go, it, there's there's another b- b- pool of money that they dip into. Well. The people that are paid to stay home, apparently that does come out of the budget okay. of, of the member. Uh, but if they go on stress leave, as five of them have done, five people on stress leave um, out of the three offices, uh, that is uh, paid out of a, uh, a Queen's Park pool. And uh, similarly, if they're terminated and they get a severance, that's also paid out of a Queen's Park pool. But the uh, paid to stay home while there's arbitration going on, that comes out of the budget of the member, which means, obviously, that if you're paying somebody to stay home, it, it's obviously affecting your staffing in the office, and it means that the public is not getting the service they're entitled to. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.